We will um, continue with our um, for the for the new guys with us this morning. We've been covering the book, going through the book of Philippians, and uh, we started this on the first of August when we officially launched this uh, uh, church. Uh, last week we did verse eleven of chapter one, verse eleven. We have had a phenomenal time, we've learned, we've engaged, we've discussed, we've just seen how God, God has taught us a lot and he will continue to do that. Um, and so from, from last week, we, we um, were speaking about, it speaks about the being filled with fruits of righteousness. This is Philippians 1 verse 11, which then from our just studying and understand, trying to understand what scripture is saying, it led us to this place where um, we have to, or it highlighted the fact that we need to understand what are these um, fruit of righteousness? What does it look like? Uh, so it's important for us to pause uh, from this uh, place and kind of just try and understand what are these fruits of righteousness? Um, Philippians points to these fruits of, uh, being filled with the fruit of righteousness, uh, which then leads us to, if you, the, the kind of classic uh, book about fruits of righteousness or fruit of the Spirit is Galatians 5 verse 22. So we want to just kind of understand what are these fruits and um, why does Jesus, or what does Phil, Philip, what does um, um, Paul Right to the Philippians saying that uh, Christ, we are to be filled, the Philippian church is to be filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. That's quite a, there's a lot in there. And it's good for us to just break it down and kind of understand. So, so um, um, I keep thinking, who's Philip? Philippians. Uh, Paul, I keep thinking, yeah, Paul writes, with the, as I said, he wrote this book whilst in prison, encouraging this church. Um, and here we get verse 11, and he reminds the church that we're to be filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus. So actually, he says we're to be filled with these uh, uh, fruits, but actually, you can't do them. You, you, Philippian church, you, Redemption church, you, churches of the world, you cannot be filled by, um, with the fruits of righteousness by yourself. He says, which are by Jesus Christ. So, it's by him. So, Jesus fills us with the fruit of righteousness. But then the question is then, why? Why? Fill us with, maybe fill us with money. Fill us with something. Why must we be filled with the fruit of righteousness? Um, but then the, the answer is in the, in the verse is, for God the Father's glory and praise. So you are to be filled, Philippians Church, Redemption um, Church, Church worldwide, those who follow Christ. You are to be filled with the, the fruits of the Spirit. Why? Well, Jesus does it, not you, Jesus, through His Spirit, for the glory and praise of who? The Father. The Father for, for that. So let, let's try and understand a bit more. Because this is a question answers to have in the back of our minds um, as we carry on. What are these fruits? And how do they give God the Father glory and praise? Okay, so we understand 
we can't do it. Jesus gives them to us. He fills us with his fruits through his spirit. And the purpose of that is to praise God, give him glory. But what are these fruits and how? How do they translate practically in our lives that our lives are giving God praise and glory? I think it's a good, it's a valid question to ask. I ask myself of that, how? So let, let's, let's turn to the book of Galatians 5, uh, chapter 5, verse 22. As I said, this is the classic um, passage about the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22 says this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. That's uh, verse 22. Uh, what I want you to just note there, the, it says, but the fruit... Of the Spirit. Not but the fruits of the Spirit. He says the fruit, what singular, the fruit of the Spirit. Then he lists, lists these uh, qualities that come out of it. And you can see immediately, if you read Galatians prior to that, Galatians uh, 5 19 to 21, it speaks about the work of the flesh. Um, and then he swings over and starts teaching and speaking about that. The fruit, uh, the fruit of the spirit, um, and we there. There's a, there's a, quite a, a contrast between the works of the flesh, which is us in our, in our flesh, and the fruit of the spirit. And there are nine characteristics, uh, qualities of the spirit. Um, which form three, they call trades or categories in the fruit of the Spirit. The first category is, the first uh, category is dedicated to itself. Love, joy, peace. So you almost compartmentalize them. Love, joy, peace is to do with self. The second category is directed toward others, um, horizontally. Long-suffering, kindness, goodness. It's towards others. It's not towards you. It's actually towards others. The first, as I said, is about it's towards you. It's internally. It's love, joy in you. And then the second part is uh, horizontally towards uh, each other. Long-suffering, kindness, goodness. And then the last, um, the other three is directed towards God vertically. Faithfulness. Gentleness, self-control. Those are qualities that are directed towards God. But let's try and understand a bit more uh, uh, about this. So it starts off by the, in the scripture, uh, verse 22, says, But the fruit of the Spirit is... See, fruit is something um, that is produced by a living organism. Organism, that is the right word, eh? Um, su such as trees or vines. A fruit doesn't just appear. You know, we come up with scientific ways to create. It's fake. It's not real. It doesn't, doesn't have life. So, the, but the fruit of the Spirit, which is um, produced by living organisms such as trees or vines, 
Human beings can um, produce living organisms called children. They are living. <laughs> they have to have life. Uh, it's a life form that gives life. The source has to be uh, from a life form giving life. Uh, and so metaphorically speaking, the Bible uses fruit for character or deeds, such as giving God praise. And the character of the fruit comes from the organism that produced it. So the character of the fruit comes from the, the tree, the, the root. So the character of the fruits that we are speaking about have to come from somewhere. Where do they come from? We know that it's given to us by Jesus through his, his Holy Spirit to the praise and honor of our King. Um, so they come from God himself. God, God is the source. You remember uh, what Matthew 7 reminds us. It says this, Matthew 7, 15 to 20, reminds us about fruit. It says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that, is, um, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. By their fruits, not by the personality and you know, how they look. No, by their fruits. And how do you know someone's fruit? You can't, I mean, on the, on the tree, how do you know if a fruit is, is ripe or is rotten or is, is good? You can't know if it's, if it's a little fruit. You've got to wait for it to grow. And then you will see as it grows. And so it's the same with us as, as Christians and fellow human beings. How will you know that my fruit is not false or it's, it's, not, um, it's against what God... You will have to spend time to, with me. You will have to know the depths of my heart. And then out of the overflow of the heart, so the mouth speaks and then it becomes actions. You know, often I've heard people saying, oh, people will know where you're at by how you speak. How you speak, in the, not the language, but rather what comes out of your mouth. Because whatever's bubbling in the back of your mind and your head and your, comes out. Oh man, I hate this ANC government. <laughs> I do. Okay, well, I know exactly where you're at. You know? Oh, I love uh, those people. Great. Uh, can see you. Uh, immediately I know where you're at. You will know them by the, fru the fruits that they bear. But the only way to know them is by spending time with, with each other. Spending time. I mean, these false teachers or prophets were not um, face front. I can guarantee you they probably looked okay. They seemed okay. People twist scripture and it sounds good. But over time, you will know them as the fruit just starts to, to be, to be uh, born, if that's the right word. And so walking in fellowship with the Spirit yields the fruit of the Spirit. That's a key statement. Walking in fellowship with the Spirit yields the fruit 
of the Spirit. You cannot yield those fruits that Jesus speaks about if you're not in communion with him. You can't. It's, it's like having that fake uh, scientific fruit that we want to come up with. It's fake. It looks good. It looks right. But it's not right. It's not real. The only way, and we can have, we can all, we can all have um, um, personality uh, disorder is the wrong word. We can have a front. We can all have a front. I can look and, and we can also work on old, old infillings and old stuff that God has done. But actually keeping in step with the spirit will yield fruit of the spirit. And see, the Christian does not produce this fruit. So you cannot produce this fruit. It says, uh, um, Paul reminds the Philippian church, you cannot. It's given to you by Jesus. It's Jesus who gives you these fruits. And why? So that God can be praised for the praise and glory of you. So it's not, it's not about for you, Philippians. It's not about you. It's about Jesus and what he's given you. But why is he giving you that thing? Not so you can look as though you're the man or the woman or the it. No, no. It's for the glory and praise of Jesus, of God the Father. Now, that takes away the inward, I want to be good. I want to be great. I want to get the glory. Because, um, you know, God is jealous about his glory. He, he loves his glory. He will, he will not share his glory with anyone, he says. He wants to be glorified. He wants to be acknowledged. He wants to be asked, please turn, give me a window of, of two hours, no rain so I can do this. I need it. But God, give me, please. And guess what? When he does that, what does Henrik do? He says, oh man, God, thank you. I give you honor and praise for doing that which I've asked you to do. For looking after me. Um, see, the, the Christian is not the source of the fruit. But the Holy Spirit himself is, as we read in Philippians verse, uh, 1, no, chapter 1, verse 11. The source of the fruit is Jesus. It's not us. You see, the singular form of fruit suggests that the Holy Spirit produces a package of character. Love, joy, and peace do not stand alone, but in relation to each other. All nine manifestations of fruit stand in relation to each other. It's good to just uh, uh, be aware of that these nine characteristics that you're talking about in terms of the fruit do not stand apart from each other. They stand in relation to each other. Um, and the works of the flesh is, a, is the opposite. The works of the flesh are mutually um, against or opposed to each other. But the fruit of the Spirit is, the, is natural, is the coming together, a mass of coming together, resulting um, in the work of the Holy Spirit uh, controlling our lives as we yield toward Him. And when I say controlling our lives, that's uh, not a control like the Shambok. It's a control because we have said, uh, Father, here, here's my life. Lead, show. Uh, I want to I wanna do what you say. Um, you see, the idea here is one of complete submission to the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. There are nine divine grapes hanging together in one cluster that come from the Spirit-filled life. Now, 
the, the, it's, it's quite intense. It's quite deep. Like, we want to understand more. I want to I wanna, I wanna know for myself. Okay, Father, you give me these fruits. Okay, you've given me what these fruits are. Galatians 5, 22. But then how does it look like for me in my life practically that I can give praise and honor to God? Now, if you look at the book of Romans, Romans is, um, is the work of the Son of God in us, whereas Galatians is the work of the Spirit of God in us. Romans is the work of the Son of God for us, or my apology, for us. Galatians is the work of the Spirit of God in us. Romans, for us. Galatians, in us. And this is after God places an enormous credit of his own righteousness to our account. God comes, he saves you, and he gives you um, uh, uni- uh, like, uh, universal grace. He just gives you. He lavishes you with his grace. I, I once wa- uh, heard the comparison between um, young Christians, like new Christians, uh, and um, Mature Christians, as it were, or long-standing Christians. And this guy was saying, those who are mature should stop grumbling at those who just got saved. And what he meant is, and just look at yourself, think about yourself. When someone comes in, they are a a notorious sinner, as we we have it. They get saved, and then God just throws blessings. (laughs) It's just blessings after blessings after this. And life is just working out wonderful. Like it's, it's great. You who's been walking with God for a while, it's like, well, but God, why? Why? You just came in. She just came in. Do you, do you not know where she's got? Look, heaven's opening up for her. I've been walking with you for so long. Heavens are still shut for me. Like, <laughs> what's going on here? But what he said is, God... Um, lavishes us with his grace, I mean, and his love. So the newcomer needs love, needs to be shown, needs all of these things so that he can, or she can grow more and more. Us who are more mature should actually be already in there and celebrating what's happening there. Because, again, the, those fruits are towards um, self, um, each other, and God. When you're celebrating what's happening with a newcomer, Man, there's something happening in your life as well. And so we need to be aware and to actually celebrate. If, if you are doing better as it were as a newcomer, and I've been walking for so long and I'm still uh, battling or whatever the case is, God, thank you for that uh, newcomer. Thank you that you're showing them. I mean, what does it say? You win them over. God wins you over with his kindness. His kindness. Not his rod. Rod is it to help us get, get in shape, you know? But actually, he wins us over with his kindness. For, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Whilst you were a sinner, whilst you were the sinner of sinners, he sent his son for you. And I. What kind of God is this? Friends, this is my God. It's my God. And so we need to, we need to um, put things into perspective. Sin works out, out of our sin capacity, but the fruit comes from the Spirit. He produces the fruit. The Spirit of God produces the fruit, um, not us. 
Fruit comes from the root, Jesus Christ, by his Spirit. Um, the power that comes from this, this is a power that comes from within and not one that comes from without or outside. Um, and we all know the Holy Spirit is the agent of regeneration in our lives. You are being transformed into the image and likeness of Christ every single day. Day by day, you're becoming more and more like Christ. Why? Why? For God's glory. For God's glory. How does God manifest himself to the world that is lost? Excuse me. Through you and I. But I know for myself, I cannot present God with me, knowing who I am. I cannot. I will not do a, 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 I will not justify, I will not do a good job in a, a, um, a fair job. I can't, I can try and I can't. Even my, my greatest efforts do not, cannot um, present God to the world. But through the Holy Spirit, as I yield towards Him, as I, as I walk with Him, as I just engage and I ask and I can show love. I don't want to love, but through the Holy Spirit, I'm able to love. In my work, uh, flesh, I want to take it all for myself. Because uh, that's, that's the carnal nature in me. But through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, I want to give it all. <laughs> I want to give it all. Uh, that's not us. Human nature is not us. Forgive me for saying this. But even Mother Teresa wasn't that great in herself. It's impossible. She, all the great acts that she performed, or whatever, it wasn't, if it wasn't uh, driven and um, led by the Holy Spirit, uh, it, it didn't shine for God. Because it can shine for yourself, isn't it? You can do a great thing. I think we spoke about this last week. You can do things for yourself which make you look good, but then it takes away the glory from God because God wants His glory. God wants His glory. And um, so I'm just reminded of earlier on we spoke about Philippians um, 1 verse 6. It says that he who began a good work in us will carry it on and bring it to completion. And he who began a good work. Not Wesley, you began a good work. Good luck. I hope you do it well. Or Henrik, you began a good work. I hope God does it. No, no, it was him, him, God. He does it all. He, he brings you to salvation. He woos you into it. He starts this journey and then he says, when I've, what I've started, I will bring to an end. I will bring it to completion. So actually, it's not about you. It's not about me. So the transforming work that is happening in my life is not about me. Yeah, but what my responsibility really is to yield to the, to the Spirit of God and allow Him to transform me because He wants to show His glory. And the work that He started, when He says you'll bring it to completion, it won't be on this, on this earth. It will be finally done when you, get, when you go see Jesus face to face. It will be brought to completion there. To be brought to an, an end there. But what has to be here? He says we are to yield to him. We are to allow him to work in us. We are to allow him to, to lead us. To, 
um, convict us. Because, I mean, it's not our job to convict each other. Yes, we can point out if the things that we see in it shouldn't be based on the word. But it's actually the Holy Spirit's job to convict you and I. It's him who convicts sinners of sin. Um, yes, he uses us to maybe point out that's whatever, but it's actually him who does that. It's only him who says that he can turn a heart of stone into a heart of flesh. Now this is a Jesus that I, I, I serve. Anyone else? Thoughts? Thank you, Jamie. And while you may be thinking, Jamie's, to Jamie's point, um, we've got to practice these things. But even in that practicing, you cannot do it in your own strength. Yeah, like it, it almost becomes, if you do it in your own strength, it almost becomes fake. Yeah. You've got to allow the Holy Spirit. But how do you do that? Is by yielding to Him. Yielding to him and he's leading you, you, these things will just become natural. It won't be work. When one, something becomes work, then you know there's something. But when it just becomes, it's natural. It, it's, it's a different level. 
And see, the, uh, the Christian who walks in the Spirit produces the fruit of the Spirit. The flesh demands certain activities, but the fruit of the Spirit naturally produces ca- the character of Christ. The character of Christ. Remember, we are being transformed. We are being um, chained from uh, glory to glory into the image and likeness of Christ. Christ is our, is our model. He, he is, we want to be like Him. We want to represent Him well on earth. We've been given a mandate to do that. But we can't do that in ourselves. We have to have the Holy Spirit in us, helping us. The flesh is self-assertive and self-indulgent. But the, spirit of, um, sorry, the fruit of the Spirit reaches out to others. That's, a, that's, a, that's quite something. Uh, when we re- reach out to others, because in our nature we want to re- reach out <laughs> to ourselves. We want to get. I want to get. What can I get from you? You know what? What energy or what food or what can I get? Get, get, get. But actually, when the spirit is in you, it teaches us to reach out to each to one another, uh, and you reach out without expecting anything back. That is, that is God. That is Jesus. Just reaching out to us. He says, "Whilst you're a sinner, He sent His Son to die for you." Whether you accept him or not, it doesn't matter. He still reached out, reaches out to us. Um, the one is human manipulation, but the other is divine production. The Holy Spirit does not produce some of the fruit of the Spirit in isolation from others. We cannot separate um, them from, for our convenience sake. I want to love and I want to... Uh, um, what's the next one? Uh, I don't want to have whatever. I don't want to. But how do you love that joy? Or I, I want joy, but I don't want to love. I don't love those people. But I, I want to. I want to produce joy. Uh, you can try, in yourself, but you, it's still short. It's it's not it's not the complete thing. Um, and um, the Holy Spirit does not first produce love in us, and then begins to work on joy. Some later point in our lives, in our Christian life. If that was the case, we will, there's not enough time on earth for, for these fruits to be worked out in our lives. And um, so the, the crux of this here is Jesus fills us with the fruits. Uh, why? As we said earlier on, it's for God the Father's glory and praise, as we see in Philippians um, but our responsibility is to simply yield to the Holy Spirit. Simply to yield to Him. And He will show you. He will show you. I mean, Romans eight fourteen says, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So if you're a child of God, it, it, you will yield and He will help you. He will help you to walk uh, in His ways. But the essence of it all is God is the source of it all. It's not us. It's not the church. It's, uh, it's only God. And through each, other, each other's interactions in our church meetings, in our Bible studies, whatever, God shows and highlights these things to us. But actually, God is the source. 
And that's, for me, that's a comforting, again, it's a comforting um, thought, just to know that actually, it's God, it's not me, it's God. But actually, my, my thing is, I've got to yield to God. Because if I'm a son of God, I can yield to him. If I'm a daughter of God, I can yield to him. He, he's given me access. In, in the Old Testament, in the, before, pre-Jesus, the Spirit of God didn't work in people's, um, he didn't indwell people, he worked, worked around them. But the, the dispensation that we live in when Jesus passed away, he said, I'll send you the Spirit, the Helper. Now he works in us because he lives in us. We have a, a more intimate and closer relationship to God because of the Holy Spirit. How much more should we be asking Jesus? You know, and we're going to mess up. Yes, I know. We are still humans. We are work in progress. But our responsibility is to, you know, not to... Because you, you'll know when you're not being genuine. You will know, and the people around you will know. But actually, Father, you in me, uh, that wasn't nice. That wasn't right. Help me, you know. And, and uh, he does that. He does that. just want to add something. Um, so, yeah, what's interesting, if, if you want to tap into the Holy Spirit, <laughs> that's actually how you do it. You check if all those fruit are actually ticked. Then you will hear from the Holy Spirit. If, for instance, you go into a, a tough conversation or a meeting, doesn't matter what it is, and you are impatient, don't have peace, just one. You can, can have tick eight of them, but if there's one missing, you must know. You cannot actually hear. That's actually stopping you. That's something I often ask myself, you know, when I go into a difficult conversation or certain things, am I upset already before entering that conversation? Because if I ask God for wisdom, for the Holy Spirit, I need to first check myself and say, well, are all of those actually ticked? If it's unforgiveness, how can I ask? And that was just a piece of wisdom that someone actually said to me, I once needed to... to, to um, have a critical conversation with the supplier and he says to me, well, can you say that all of those boxes are ticked? Because you cannot go into this meeting asking for wisdom, but actually you have no peace or you are upset. <laughs> That's a practical one. Eh? Mm. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, and it's, it's stuck with 